are you on? I'm on crazy. Look. There goes the gang. Tonight on Ithaca Now, we will learn about Ithaca College's mental health resources and how the college is working to improve the Center for Counseling and Psychological Services. And unfortunately, at this very moment, our community, our campus infrastructure cannot support us, but just know that we're in the broader community of Ithaca and they can support you. We will hear about the local Kinfolk Festival that provided a safe space full of art and healing for queer and trans people of color. Art is a place where they can express themselves, so it's both a way to like communicate um, mental health and share it. And now that Breast Cancer Awareness Month has come to a close, we will hear about the breast health resources that are offered in Tompkins County year-round. You can come in and schedule, or to come in for walk-ins for a woman's health appointment, and you'll, you can have a breast exam, um, pap smear, we provide all those services for women. All that and more tonight on Ithaca Now. You're listening to Ithaca Now, WICB's weekly news podcast focused on stories in the Ithaca community. I'm your host, Christian Majory, and thanks for joining us. Tonight on Ithaca Now, our show will cover the issue of college students and mental illness and what resources are provided for those who are struggling. We will also take a look at the Kinfolk Festival and why community members found it so valuable. And finally, we'll hear what breast health resources there are in Tompkins County. But first, we'll turn to William Strelekis and Nyjah Young for this week's Community Beat. Ithaca's odd and even side parking regulations will soon be going into effect with some changes. The policy will be periodically enacted due to snow from November 1st to April 1st and mandates residents park cars on only one side of the road. This year enforcement time will begin at 7 p.m. when in previous years it would start at 2 a.m. The city will always release an alert when odd and even side parking is deemed necessary. Tompkins County Police is now looking for a rape suspect in a continuing investigation. Tompkins County Sheriff's Office has been on the search for a man suspected of displaying a knife and forcibly touching two women in separate instances over the past three weeks. Authorities say one of the instances, one occurring on the Finger Lakes Trail, the other on the Fair Preserve Trail, may have involved a rape. The Sheriff's Office says it's working to identify the suspect, described as a white male between 5'6 and 5'8, and asked residents to remain vigilant when visiting these areas. Torrential downpours lead to power outages in the Ithaca area. Thursday evening saw thunderstorms that sent trees into several power lines. By Friday morning, 1,135 New York State electric and gas customers were still in the dark. Route 79 was also closed as crews worked to repair power lines on the road. Cornell University students have been displaced after heavy rains flooded two dorms on campus. Water seeped through the entrances of Muse Hall and Loving House on Cornell's North Campus Thursday night, the Loving House receiving an inch of water. Muse Hall had also flooded two weeks prior, receiving a pool of two feet of water, causing residents to believe the flooding was a result of construction being done for the North Campus expansion project. Four students have been provided with emergency housing for the weekend. Ceremonies for Veterans Day are starting this weekend in Tompkins County. Sunday saw the 100th annual Tompkins County Veterans Day Parade come to town. 
Plenty of local organizations, from boy and girl scout troops to firefighters, joined in on the fun. Then on November 11th, there will be a Veterans Day ceremony hosted at DeWitt Park starting at 11am. Both events were run by the Tompkins County Veterans Committee. Ithaca's Community Gardens will keep their location at Carpenter Circle, Project Growing for Hope, a nonprofit organization dedicated to furthering the town's food self-sufficiency, has signed a memorandum of understanding with developers of Carpenter Circle regarding the continued use of the property. The city and Cayuga Medical Center own the land that the community gardens are located on and plan to swap a piece of the garden's buildable land with non-buildable land instead. Cayuga Medical Center has plans to construct four new buildings on the redistributed land. For Billy Strekalekis, NWICB News, I am Nigel Young. Ithaca College was called out in a Cosmopolitan article about the struggle people have getting counseling and therapy appointments on college campuses. WICB correspondent Julia Villanueva takes a look at the mental health services that Ithaca College offers. Cosmopolitan published an article in early October reporting on how college students wait a long period of time to get an appointment with mental health services. Ithaca College is one of the main institutions to get reprimanded for such issue. And just a reminder for listeners, the story will discuss themes of mental illness, including symptoms like self-harm. 21-year-old Kelly Madden, senior psychology major at IC from Binghamton, was one of the students to be interviewed for that article on her experience in 2016 with IC's Center for Counseling and Psychological Services, also known as CAPS. Unfortunately, I was having like intrusive thoughts and a lot of symptoms relating to like self-harm. So I called CAPS in an emergency, hoping that somebody could see me the day of because I was a freshman and didn't know the protocols of CAPS. And unfortunately, on the phone, they told me it could be up to two to three weeks before I could even get an intake. So at the time, I was in such a dire need that my mom kind of just was like, well, we can't wait. (laughs) So I went to the Cayuga Medical Emergency Room and I was admitted into the Behavioral Science Unit, um, which is the psychology, like, mental health unit, so. Madden said she has post-traumatic stress disorder and was recently told she may have borderline personality disorder. Her symptoms include having chronic anxiety in public spaces, but since 2016, she has not seeked CAPS for any individual appointments and uses off-campus resources. As of August 2019, CAPS has implemented a new upgrade to their services called the After Hours On-Call Counselor, which is available by phone anytime CAPS is closed from Mondays to Fridays, 5 p.m. to 8.30 a.m. and 24 hours per day on weekends, holidays, and during campus closures. I think it's a wonderful addition to our campus. However, um, I don't think that most people realize that this like on-call service is outsourced to like a company or a group that is not at Ithaca College. Although like some CAPS people here at Ithaca College may sign up to be on call. And do you think your experience would have been different if this existed before, even if the, it's not in-house? For sure. Obviously, we have like the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. I have used that before when I've been in crisis, but to know that there was somebody in my community on my campus that was answering me probably would have made me feel a little bit better and a little bit more heard because none of these services existed when I was a freshman here. What do you hope to see from CAPS in the future? 
and what about the college addressing the topic of students' mental health? Sure, so on the terms of mental health, I would just love to see more counselors of color, POC students on this campus are obviously dis disproportionately unrecognized. I know our new administration, Provost Cornish, Dr. Farrow and President Criado, just to name a few, are working really hard to make our campus feel inclusive to everyone. Not that I should be talking, I'm a white lady, but I have a lot of friends or coworkers who don't feel heard and seen. So I think first and foremost, hiring more counselors of color and secondly, creating a larger space where students, they only should, they should really only be waiting like maybe five days at the most. That would be like the ideal wait time, but just growing with your need, like if more students need resources, you need to provide them and it needs to be prioritized over Division three sports and catering and food dining services. So, The new director for CAPS, Brian Peterson, came from Pace University in New York City. He was the associate director for PACE's mental health services and has now been in Ithaca since September 16th. Peterson has 14 years of counseling experience and said he loves working in a college setting. You said to the Ithacan that you hope to make sure that students get their first appointment with IC's mental health services in a timely manner. Mm -hmm. Why is there a long period of wait? Well, actually, the good news is that right now there isn't a long period of wait. Right now, a student that is wanting an intake appointment, we're only booking about a week out. It was an interesting article from Cosmo. I think that, you know, I would reiterate that that was then, this is now. The, the students that I think that were interviewed for Cosmo from a variety of colleges, there was some sort of backward looking to that. I think some of those experiences happened over a year ago. And we're really in a different place right now, partly because Ithaca has committed to fully hiring into the position. So right now at CAPS, we have a full crew, whereas even a year ago, there were some open slots and we didn't have as many counselors as we do now. So that's been really helpful in uh, lowering the wait times. Peterson said their current staff has 11 full-time counselors, with him sometimes coming in as the 12th member. I think right now we have a pretty good number. As I said, our wait list is substantially down. Uh, we're providing services in a timely manner. And, and again, our everyday you know, walk-in hours for, for students in crisis, that's a daily thing. So there's no wait. I mean, if you really need to be seen today, there literally is no wait to be seen. You can come in during our, our open hours between 4 and 5. Yeah, I, I think this is an issue that's across the country. You really can't hire your way out of the dilemma of student demand and, and you know being able to provide the services that every student wants on campus. So I'm I'm happy with the hirings that we've had. I think now it's a matter of being very efficient about how we use our staff. I just want to mention I had the privilege of being on the hiring committee for Brian Peterson, and he's a wonderful change maker to our campus, and I appreciate his comments on kind of both sides of that topic. I don't really agree with the fact that he's just kind of bluntly saying there will always be a wait time. In my opinion, yes, that's true. But if you're really prioritizing your students, and I think Ithaca College's problem is that they're not reallocating money to the Hammond Health Center and CAPS and that's out of Ryan's control and all of the wonderful people that work there. And it's probably even not even President Quayado's decision. It's even farther above her in this kind of bureaucracy. 
On October 25th, Education Drive published IC's president, Shirley Collado's opinion piece, where she says mental health should be among colleges, quote, most urgent priorities, end quote. I wholeheartedly do believe her, but again, I just want to reiterate that it really comes down to like money and financial allocation. And again, that goes above her head sometimes. That's the board of trustees decision a lot. So I think people should just keep that present with them when they get aggravated or angry or frustrated with the situation of like our student wellness center, like the physical location, the wait times. And that goes for Hammond Health as well. I mean, I'm coming into... I think a process that's already in motion. I understand that maybe this process is in motion because in the past there were there was student dissatisfaction with our services, and I'm happy to be coming in at a time where there does seem to be a strong commitment to not only listening to what students were saying about the services, and I think the Cosmo article is an indication of of how things were, and that provides certainly motivation to make things better. As for other upgrades. Peterson said over the next year, he wants to achieve outreach by getting to know student groups on campus and partner with them on outreach activities. Well, I think that that's part of the mission of, the, of a modern college counseling center is that you can't just sit down in your offices and wait for students to come to you. You really have to take an activist approach to bringing messages of wellness and mental well-being out on campus. So one of my goals is to directly outreach to student groups work with student groups that might have students that wouldn't traditionally see counseling as a good resource, marginalized groups, uh, students that have experienced stigma before, either because of identity or racial or cultural issues. So instead of trying to create something to entice them to come over, why not bring positive messaging out? Are there any other upgrades CAPS is planning to implement? If yes, what are they? Yeah, so we're, we're implementing a model that has multiple ways, to multiple services that we can offer students. One of the ones that I would like to beef up a bit is creating a really good set of online resources for students that really want to kind of do it themselves. So having a good suite of mindfulness apps, anxiety management applications, you know, things that a student could access through their phone in the moment. And sometimes that's enough for students. You know, they don't they don't really want an ongoing face-to-face -face interaction. If they can find meaningful information and ideas and coping skills through an app that they can carry around with them all day long and kind of use when they need to, it can be very effective for some students. Do you have anything to add, maybe a message to the IC community about this important topic? I am very pleased to be here, and I'm very pleased to be working with the staff that I have. I think we have a very strong staff. My commitment to both our staff, CAPS, the administration, and the student body is to really create, help create a CAPS that's dynamic, that's flexible, that's responsive, that is listening to student needs, and working with the administration here as part of a larger program to really help Ithaca students feel that they're getting the support they need to succeed academically. I guess... The legacy I want to leave for Ithaca College is that, like, you're not alone. A lot of students, actually one in four students, face mental illness. And everyone obviously has mental health, but not everyone has mental illness. So if you're not struggling with mental illness, you could be one day. And just to know that you're in the majority. And unfortunately, at this very moment, our community, our campus infrastructure cannot support us. But just know that we're in the broader community of Ithaca and they can support you. 
and just keep fighting to get those resources. Like the board and the senior leadership team don't know what we need until we speak out and to just make your needs heard because you're paying tuition to be here and we're in the majority like faculty, students, and staff have more power to make a change. So just know that you're not alone. Yeah. For WICB's Ithaca Now, I'm Julia Villanueva. We'll be right back after a short break. Coming up, we'll learn about an art festival that took place in Ithaca in October. You're listening to Ithaca Now on 91.7 FM. My name is Bert Patterson, and most people agree I have wasted my life in record stores, used record stores, new and used CD stores, and any store that sold records or CDs. But the good news is that if you turn into WICB from 8 until 10 on Sunday mornings, you can enjoy the fruits of my alleged wastrelsy. That's Sunday morning jazz from 8 until 10 here on WICB. Dave, what are you doing? Texting Emily. Look, look, she just sent me a wiki face. But you're driving. Yeah, yeah, it's just a quick text, don't worry. I'm a good multitasker. Yeah, well, if you want to live long enough to see her in person, you better put down the phone. <sighs> Fine. Protect your friends, protect yourself. If you see someone texting and driving, speak up and tell them to stop. This message brought to you by WICB and the Ithaca Police Department, encouraging you to drive safely. Welcome back to Ithaca Now. I'm your host, Christian Matry. Kinfolk is a festival for queer and trans people of color that is focused on the intersection of heart and mental health. This event took place in downtown Ithaca at multiple venues where there was a film festival, workshops, and art exhibitions from artists in the community and from around the globe. WICB correspondent Himadri Saith brings us the story. Do you ever have those days when you just want to unbind and talk to someone for hours without the fear of being judged? You probably do. I mean, it's a human tendency. But it's harder for some people to find this safe space and just be themselves because of a perceived or often actual lack of understanding by the people around them. Well, the Kinfolk Festival, which took place October 5th in downtown Ithaca, aimed to provide this missing safe space to queer and transgender people of color while encouraging them to engage and connect with each other through various artistic mediums. It was a whole day of art exhibitions, workshops, community festivals, and a film festival. Sounds fun, right? Daniela Rivero, a BA Social Movements and Latin American Studies student at Ithaca College, shared her experience. So I was actually a volunteer at this event. It was really great to be working closely with all the organizers because it is a small festival. Um, and it was the first time that I'd worked at a festival, so it was really cool to just see what goes on behind the scenes and to be able to meet some of the artists and also to enjoy the actual festival itself. As a volunteer, Daniela was helping to set up the event and felt that she had a unique exposure to the festival because of that. I really liked the people that were involved because they were very um, dedicated to making this a success and to also holding a space for um, queer trans people, color artists. Um, I also really liked the Mindful Pleasure for Social Change workshop that I got to go to. I also talked to Gabrielle Tola, 
a BA writing major and Latin study and vocal performance minor at Ithaca College who attended the event. So I just went as a supporter. I went to their workshop that was healing and activism led by Shetna, her Instagram at is Mosaic I. And basically it was one of the workshops that were like dedicated to queer trans people of color. So like there were workshops that they had that were more like for allies, white spaces, but this was specifically for us. And like my experience was just very enriching because like as an artist and activist myself of color that I do feel the impact of like being a brown girl in white spaces and just like being surrounded by other people that are more like me was able, I was able to like reach more oppressed things in me that I didn't normally assess and just learn how to like be an activist while not draining myself of my own mental health. A question that came up in my mind was, why Ithaca? What makes Ithaca the ideal location for an event like this? So I asked, and both Gabrielle and Daniela saw this event as specifically important for Ithaca for distinct reasons. Daniela said, I think Ithaca being a place that um, really promotes that image of being liberal and progressive um, doesn't mean that it necessarily is. And um, I think something that goes on right now is declaring that this is a safe space for people, both on college campuses and in the Ithaca community and in just wider, like, liberal progressive spaces, but that doesn't mean that they necessarily are. Um, and this festival being actually compromised, organized, and um, geared towards queer trans people of color, that's what actually makes it a safe space. Gabrielle also pointed out some of the flaws in the way this cause is currently represented in the Ithaca community which made kinfolk even more important for Ithaca. It gave us more space amongst people in our own community to be able to talk and like deconstruct what it is, like just like people's experience of therapy in Ithaca, um, not just college, because it wasn't just college students, but like people within the community, which I thought was great because there were more um, resources that weren't necessarily just college students. This event was more than just a passive safe space for guests to unwind. It was a place for them to learn about art and mental health and to connect the two, while seeing some of the amazing works done by queer and transgender people of color artists. The workshop that I went to was um, run by this woman, Chetna Mehta, who is a pleasure activist. And a lot of the ways in which she communicates the lessons and the tools that she wants people to work with, and those tools being pleasure and joy, she does through her art. So she has an art account um, on Instagram called Mosaic Eye, where she creates these really beautiful drawings that also share um, different ways in which people can care for themselves, destigmatizing pleasure. So I think art is both a way um, that people deal with being in the world. Art is a place where they can express themselves um, and not, um, yeah, and just really be themselves. So it's both a way to like communicate um, mental health and share it and to um, really do like deep exploration of yourself. Gabrielle also spoke about this particular workshop. I felt like that was very significant as like part of the agenda, like deconstructing what mental health is and like how to like cope through art. I felt like it was very necessary to bring that conversation into topic and awareness because it's just a different way of dealing with problems that isn't necessarily through 
like the notion of white therapy and the ways that we usually assess ourselves when it comes to health. Daniela and Gabrielle say that the conversations that took place at Kinfolk were to empower queer and transgender people of color in Ithaca. But how do they think we should keep the conversation going? I think definitely hiring more therapists of color is necessary. And like, there's only like a couple of resources here on campus. And so like, just like to get like an appointment is like a six week waiting period and or like having to find like therapists off campus for which different people have different insurances. I personally don't have the best insurance. So like, whereas if I were to want to get therapy, I it really wouldn't be realistic for me to get anything that w- wouldn't be on campus. So definitely like seeking more therapists of color, queer therapists of color would be more useful. Daniela talked about how funding queer and trans people of color is often a great way to translate your support into something helpful. I guess one way is supporting queer and trans people of color with your coin. (laughs) Supporting queer and trans people of color events, festival, and spaces, um, even if those aren't necessarily for you. Um, Another way is we actually had workshops at the festival that were for allies that were specifically for people that maybe don't share the experiences of queer trans people of color, but um, want to understand and want to support it. And I think that sentiment is there in the wider Ithaca community. Um, I think a lot of the times what happens is that good intentions don't necessarily translate into helpful or supportive actions. So, um, you know, looking for opportunities to learn, but mostly to support queer trans people of color From what I've heard, Kinfolk ended up being that oasis for people to find true empathy. For WICB News, I'm Himadri Said. We'll be right back after a short break. Coming up, we'll hear about local breast health resources. Hi, I'm Dylan. I'm a freshman in college. I wrestle and I'm a volunteer firefighter in Tompkins County. Real people, real heroes. All Tompkins County Fire Departments outside of Ithaca are staffed 100% by volunteers. To find out how you can join and train to be a firefighter, an emergency medical technician, or support staff, contact your local fire station or go to volunteertompkins.org. A message from the volunteer fire departments of Tompkins County. WICB thanks the local businesses that support our station. Dan Smalls presents T-Shirt Express, Atlas Bowl, Papa John's Pizza, Planned Parenthood, the Tompkins County Chamber of Commerce, Ithaca Guitar Works, Cinemopolis, Finger Lake School of Massage, and Shade Tree Auto. Let them know you heard them here on WICB. Want to hear more female artists on the Station for Innovation? Tune in to Eve Out Loud to hear a variety of female-fronted music. Sunday nights at 8 on 92 WICV. Welcome back to Ithaca Now. I'm your host, Christian Matry. Breast Cancer Awareness Month ended on October 31st, but that doesn't mean people throughout the community stop needing breast health resources. WICB Lily Deerworth tells us about the resources people have in Tompkins County. 
Tompkins County's second most treated cancer by physicians is breast cancer, according to Cayuga Medical Center. Like any health concern, breast health has a select amount of resources and awareness present in Ithaca. Ithaca programs for breast health have become more available within this past year. One resource is the Ithaca Free Health Clinic. I talked with an Ithaca Free Health Clinic volunteer, Julia Cohen, about this resource and their support. So we offer women's um, health appointments. Um, so you can come in during walk-in. Um, it tends to be for individuals who don't have health insurance is what the resource tends to be for. But you can come in and schedule or to come in for walk-ins for a woman's health appointment and you'll, you can have a breast exam, um, pap smear. Um, they provide all those services for women. And also, Cayuga Medical Center and Physicians this month have created a new multidisciplinary breast care clinic in Ithaca. The service is aimed to provide diagnosis and treatment for those who have had breast lumps or other potentially concerning findings found by a doctor after a mammogram or breast screening. The doctor then refers them to these resources. Planned Parenthood of Tompkins County provides breast health exams and mammogram referrals. Outside of Ithaca, women in the New York State have one of the best rates for breast cancer screening for the ages between 50 and 74. This data coming from Excelius Blue Cross Blue Shield issue of data. However, being 20 years old myself, I wonder if I needed to get screening, where would I go in Tompkins County? So I went on a search. On-campus resources at both Ithaca College and Cornell tend to point people to off-campus resources, which at times can seem inaccessible. Yet students seem to be involved with fundraisers and awareness of breast cancer during this month, which is a great way to get students involved. Younger people and people of all ages can get involved and support breast cancer awareness and services. There was just a 5K run hosted by the Cancer Resource Center of Ithaca on October 5th, and all throughout the month there have been many different breast cancer awareness events. The Cancer Resource Center even partnered with local restaurants downtown who are donating a percentage of profits to the Cancer Resource Center during October, which was Breast Cancer Awareness Month. For instance, Red's Place is giving 10% of its fund to the Resource Center for every time someone wears pink in their restaurant. So I asked Reds why they decided to participate in this fundraiser. It's something we started um, years ago just as a way to give back because everybody's affected by cancer at some point and it was just a way to, to, to tie in of our name of being the color red and obviously cancer and breast cancer and specifically being pink. It was just a way of, um, you know, Reds going pink for the, for the month. Do you have connections with um, the Cancer Resource Center? Uh, just through this, this you know, this uh, this month. But at the same time, we we work with them, you know, throughout 
the year of different events that they do. We you know, sponsor and you know provide uh, you know some food donations and things like that. This fundraising then also helps the Cancer Resource Center provide free breast health examinations and support to the community. The end of October and Breast Cancer Awareness Month came to an end, but breast health resources, services, and fundraisers are continuing throughout the year. That's all for this edition of If Canal. Tune in to our podcast next Sunday at 7 p.m. for more stories and news impacting the Ithaca community. You can find all our content on WICB.org. And if you'd like to listen to past broadcasts, subscribe to us for free on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever else you find podcasts. For more updates throughout the week, follow us on social media. Search for WICB News on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And before we go, we have some thank yous for tonight. Manager of Television and Radio Operations, Jeremy Menard. WICB Station Manager Peter Champelli and our new staff, Executive Director Bridget Bright, Production Director Jay Bradley, and Managing Director Jacqueline A. Agahigian. All of the music from our show comes from Dr. Dundiff, who hails from Louisville, Kentucky. Thank you so much for joining us, and have a fantastic week. I'm Chris Gimatri, and you've been listening to Ithaca Now on WICB.